What's up, guys? We're back with another episode with the one and only, the iconic and amazing, my very good friend, Alyssa Coscarelli. You may know her as Alyssa in the city. She's no longer in the city, but she's still one of the most influential digital entrepreneurs, the founder of Infinite, an online platform for emerging brands. Welcome to the pod. Thanks, girl. Happy to be here. I'm so excited. You guys don't understand the lengths I've had to go through to get Alyssa on. <laughs> Even though she's my best friend, she was playing hard to get. Emailing, I love it. emailing calling, texting. <laughs> well, mostly because I wanted you to feel comfortable to talk about your breakup glow up. And you were like, I need a moment. I need a second. And then it is unhinged after all. So we always want tea on here. And I like wanted you to feel good with your comfort level, obviously. No, totally. Like I definitely needed some time. There was a lot that I was like processing and working through. And like, you know, you're the first person I'm (laughs) going to talk to about all of this. And you've been here for me throughout the whole, whole thing. So I think I owe it to you to come on at this point. (laughs) Uh, What's it like, by the way, like going through something so publicly? It was really tricky to navigate just as like, you know, a quote unquote public figure, how much to share. And I just, it really just came down to me wanting to be honest with my audience about where I was at because I was not okay for like a minute there. I was really not feeling like myself and I didn't feel like I could show up fully like as this online presence. And that, and because of that, I just felt like I had to be honest about what I was going through. And Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised by the response of just like how many people, A, either are in the same boat and had just gone through a breakup as well and we were kind of in it together or have experienced heartbreak at some point in their lives. Like it is kind of this universal thing that everyone goes through at some point. And so I actually felt a lot less alone when I was able to share it. That's one of the things I really love about social media. It can like turn a pain point into like a moment of connection, which is nice. Do you have a breakup jam? (laughs) A breakup jam. Oh my gosh. So it depends. I mean, obviously Olivia Rodrigo, you know, she's my girl. We love her. Her song's just... (laughs) I need to... We need to tell you about the time that we were like driving to Malibu, like after like a surf session, or maybe we're driving back and we were like wet hair, like disgusting, like making these like screaming videos and we tagged Olivia and she watched them. (laughs) Like, we're your fans, your freaky friends. Literally, we're obsessed. And the songs just hit different now that everything has happened. It's still, they're still my anthems. And they're just like, my brother was like, oh my God, don't forget about like Dear John by Taylor Swift. I'm like, yeah, no, for sure. But there's not enough rage there. And I needed a little bit more female rage. So I've been doing a lot of like Fiona Apple, um, Olivia Rodrigo. Did you make a playlist? Yeah, in, in my feels. Um. My lovely friend Julie has like a sad girl playlist that I'm oh my just God, been we using. And then I did, it. yeah, I'll link we'll it. Link and then I the did episode. make, I did make a playlist um, and I actually titled it with like a little bow. I ended up getting this tattoo of a little bow and it just ended up being Aww. the symbol for this time. Cause I was kind of just like putting a bow on this chapter of my life and like not looking back at it as as if I'd wasted my time or, you know, because I was in this relationship for like five and a half years and people were like, oh my God, I can't believe he like wasted your time like that. And I'm like, no, I actually don't feel like I wasted my time. I think it was just a chapter that's now ending and I don't want to look back at it with like bitterness. Never. Because um, you so, have to carry that yeah. when you become that exactly. like angry person. Yeah. And that's so unlike you. My optimistic exactly. I'm loving not, Libra. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I'm not an angry person. I'm not a depressed person like by nature. And so I had to choose, you know, not to carry all of that at a certain point. Is there any tips that you have for taking yourself out of the spiral mindset when you can like go down that rabbit hole? I think there's a lot we can do. Like, I think we talk a lot about sending, setting boundaries for others, but also setting boundaries to protect ourselves. And so I think as far as like social media goes, kind of just like putting up those walls for yourself on like not looking at their social media or what they're up to, like not doing things, you know, are going to hurt you. Like not like going back through the camera roll of all the good times, you, you know, like I think there are certain things we can do to protect ourselves and like, we know better. Right. And a lot of times we do things 
and they're hurting us. And it's like, why are we doing that? So I just, I've been really, really kind of on it as far as making sure I'm not doing those things. You're great with like setting boundaries and being determined though, I think. You think so? Thanks. Well, I appreciate okay, wait. that. It's like, certain, it's certain boundaries. <laughs> As a certain Libra, boundaries. I know you and can't I think, say no. <laughs> yeah. I can't say no. And honestly, like hindsight's twenty twenty. like with my relationship, I've even like realized kind of how much I was like putting up with. Like not that anything was like terrible, but just like little things that I kind of would just make excuses for him for and you know, boundaries I didn't set for myself as clearly as I could have. So I think we can always improve in that arena. But with the breakup, I will say I've been like pretty good about, yeah, just kind of taking care of myself and not doing things I know are going to hurt me even more because I just don't want this to drag out longer than it needs to. So you did the audit, like the relationship audit in hindsight. You mean like, yeah. Oh, in hindsight, absolutely. Like, yeah start to finish. You have to. I think it's just part of the process, you know. Well, that's the only way you make it a learning experience too. And not exactly. And it's like exactly. And that's why I never feel like it was time wasted because I've learned so much start to finish from that whole relationship and the way that it ended so abruptly. Like I think anyone who's gone through heartbreak or has been sort of at like rock bottom emotionally knows that and come out the other side knows that there is some lessons and some good parts to it. And it kind of allows you to like reinvent yourself in a way and just like learn from your own mistakes. So who is she now then? You <laughs> already have now? the breakup bangs. So I don't know where you can go from here. Already have the bangs. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten one nipple piercing and three tattoos um, since the breakup. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably enough now. I probably need to chill on like the, you know all of that. But um, who is she now? I think like I've honestly in all of this just had so much gratitude for what I do have. And like, rather than focusing on what I don't have, like there was a while where I was like, where I was like, I just don't have my partner anymore, you know? And that was so upsetting, but I did, I, I did a lot of work to focus on what I do have. And I have like this beautiful home, this beautiful support system, the most lovely friends, the most loving family, no matter what, like I have my career that I've built all these years, you know, and there was so much I did have. And as long as I focused on all of that, I was fine. And so I guess as far as like what era I'm in now, it's like, I just feel so much gratitude for where I'm at and what I do have that despite everything that's happened over the past few months and like the, this, you know, relationship that I really thought was it just like crumbling (laughs) through my fingertips. Um, I just feel like so much gratitude for what I do have because of that loss. Yeah. And when you did like the kind of audit or sort of like revisiting like everything, was there anything that surprised you where you're like, oh, I can't believe that happened or like I let that fly or I reacted in this way? I think it was the opposite because I think we're all learning to like trust our intuition a bit more and everything that's happened actually hasn't been that surprising, which I think can be really upsetting. Um, But I think deep down, like I always knew certain things and didn't act on them maybe in the way that I could have, but also we only know what we know at the time, you know, with what we're given at the time. So I, I'm not blaming myself at all. I'm just saying like, I don't really think things that unfolded were as surprising as some might think, because we all have those little like red flags that go up, those little like gut feelings, those Mm -hmm. little intuitions. And so unfortunately, some of the stuff that unfolded like wasn't that surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As somebody who was privy to a lot of it, I can agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Are there any red flags now that you potentially like weren't? previously that now you're like, oh, that's a deal breaker for me based off this new experience? Yes. I think I have a trend of previous partners kind of like our relationship becomes like this little island where, and this has happened. I'm actually still unpacking why this is, but this has happened with like multiple previous relationships of mine where my partner doesn't really that badly want to hang out with my friends or the people that I associate with. And then we become this little island where like, we're really happy, the two of us, but our worlds aren't really fully meshing or more so from their end. Like they're not spending, like wanting to spend time with my family or wanting to spend time with my friends. 
it's kind of like a forced thing where I have to like make them do it against Mm -hmm. their will, which like sounds so sad and horrible now, but I'm, that's something like going forward. That's really, really important to me is that they respect like the people that are in my life that surround me, not just me. And like, genuinely want to get to know the people that I spend time with and spend time with them too. Not just because I'm forcing them, but because they genuinely want to. Well, yeah. And also they want to be a part of your life and that's a part of your life. Exactly. And it's like, that's something I'm going to be super aware of going forward. And I think just generally like kind of just general like selfish slash narcissistic tendencies. Like I just really, am not going to have tolerance for that anymore. (laughs) You well, yeah. laugh because you know. <laughs> I you know. know it. You know it so yeah. intimately. But what's it's just not something I'm willing to put up with anymore. Well, by the way, also you do have fabulous friends, present company included. I'm mostly saying that about myself. So it's kind of it's not as though I get it sometimes on certain scenarios when I see something from an outsider. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be difficult. That would be like a difficult like group of people to make it work with. I mean, regardless, I think if someone's your partner, you should make it work. But everyone's so great in your life. I mean, I've (laughs) met so many wonderful people through you that I consider friends. And so it's just so surprising to me that somebody would be like that with your life specifically too. Because you have similar interests and you're in, you know, like parallel industries, but like with a lot of the same core, like people and just like cultural connections. So it's like kind of interesting that. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're a little, you're a little biased. You're a little biased on that front, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do agree. And it's like, my main thing is like, if you love me, why would you not want to meet the people that I love and that I spend my time with? Like, why would you not want to hang with them? I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's a weird thing. So definitely going to be aware of that going forward. But you've done that kind of in the past or? It's happened in the past as well. I was uh, in my early 20s. I was dating someone that was like 13 years older than me. So it was like a bit of an age you gap. were? Yeah. I did, did not know that. Know that. Oh, okay. It was like I, a little I, bit before we were super close. I know who, but I, I didn't know that age gap was that wide. Wow. Geez. Yeah. So I was in my oh, early twenties. Relationships. Yeah. Just on here giving us the good stuff. I love it. Yeah. I was in my early twenties. He was in his like mid late thirties and mm-hmm. the same thing happened where like we together were super happy and like great, but then like our worlds weren't really meshing. Cause like, I don't know if, yeah, he, he didn't really have the desire to hang with my friends. And then his friends all were kind of like, married with kids and like I couldn't completely relate to them at that point either and so we again were left isolated on this island where like we got along great and everything was fine with us but like at a certain point your worlds also have to mesh or else you're you're just not gonna succeed I feel like also then it's kind of becomes your problem which I don't love because you have to then manage all the parties and make sure everybody's getting enough time and keep everybody happy And that's the thing I think people forget when they're like, oh yeah, but you can, you know, like do this and do that. It's like, that's more work for me, babes. Like I don't want to do that. Like I have enough things going on in my life where I don't want to have to like manage all these different things as projects. Like it should just be like an easy flow. Exactly. And that's why I think there is like, even though this relationship ended unexpectedly, once I got past a lot of the emotion and the anger and the denial, you know, all the phases Mm -hmm. of grief, I actually felt a huge wave of relief because I didn't have to like manage, you know, the personalities. I didn't have to like beg for what I wanted anymore. I didn't have to bend over backwards, like making things easy for him, which I did often. And like, just as far as like, going to, you know, his family's for the holidays and he never Mm -hmm. came to mind. Like just little things that like, I know there's no such thing as like a true 50-50 in a relationship, but I feel like I was doing a lot of that and bending over backwards to make it easy for him and not getting my needs met in return on that front. Totally. Oh no, who am I going to send the SOS family holiday text to now? <laughs> you know, well, I now re- I actually get to be with my family who I love. <laughs> exactly. So. I will say it's so nice. Like I never really had a grounded 
holiday family experience until I met John's. And they're just so quintessentially like happy family vibe. And it's really, really nice, but it's totally like a new experience when you haven't had that before. And like, I remember like sometimes like after like 10 days, I'm, I'll text you and I'm like, are you still doing family stuff? You're like, yep. I'm like, same. Wow. <laughs> We've been here for a while. <laughs> Totally. I mean, I think that's any, even my family who I love, like after like seven, 10 days, you're like, okay, I got to get back to my life. Like that's enough. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) So what's the new life looking like now? So I'm still, you know, figuring it out, but lately I think it's just been about prioritizing what feels good on any given day. And I think what's interesting for me is that some people really like benefit from a routine and I'm just like not really one of those people. <laughs> not that I don't like, listen, I love making, making my matcha in the morning. Like I love working out. There are things that I know feel good that I do try to do as often as I can. But I know that for me, every day is kind of going to look different and I'm fully okay with that. And I kind of thrive in that. And just realizing that has been a huge hurdle for me because I think there was like, you see all these like TikToks and Instagrams that are like, here's my morning routine. Every single day I take a celery juice shot and a, you know, whatever it is like this, this super intense like routine every day. And I'm like, that's just not me. Like I might sleep in till nine one day. And the next I might get up at six and go to my gym and do a workout. And the next I might like jet off to New York for a day and come back for a job, whatever it is. It's like, I kind of actually feed off of the unexpected and I am actually just finding a lot of comfort in knowing that like, it's okay if every single day is different. And it's actually kind of a privilege to have that freedom, especially now that I'm not tied to anyone. Um, I was, yeah, I was like laughing with Shelby yesterday, my roommate, because I was like, I could literally just be like, okay, I'm going to jet off to Bali tomorrow. I'll see you later. You know, like I'm just, no one's waiting for me back home except for Shelby, who I love by the way. Um, But yeah, it's like, I don't have to report to anyone. I don't have a boss. I don't have a partner right now. And so I'm kind of just... I I told Shelby, I'm just raw dogging life right now. Like I'm just out here (laughs) solo doing what I want. (laughs) That's so (laughs) Doing what feels good. Let me tell you, as somebody who has a baby, I like look back on all the free time and like no commitment, like long periods that I have being like, holy shit, like why didn't I do more? And you know, I had a baby at 35, so it's not like I had a kid young like I've done so much but it never feels like enough and it's like similar to when you get out of a relationship and you're like you know what like I can go to the place I like to for dinner or like I can stay on the couch and like get takeout and not go to like some like work function and like be a plus one like you get to just be like utterly selfish which doesn't happen very often in life Exactly. And I know there is going to be a point where I like have a partner, maybe have a family. And so I'm just like, all right, I know when that happens, when I have a kid or two or whatever, I'll look back at this time and be like, wow, that was really the life, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to enjoy it and know that it's like a phase, it's a chapter. And I'm just trying, I don't know if it's going to be six months or six years of me being single. I don't know, but I'm just going to try and like make the most of it. Yeah. So (laughs) that's a whole other thing, which by the way, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never been on the apps before this point. I have never actually like done the act of dating. Like I've just found one relationship and then found the next relationship. There's never been like quote unquote dating in between. So it's very uncharted territory. Wow. We have to unpack that. (laughs) You can't give me a little like diamond in the rough, a little unhinged gem and then just be like moving on. No, but what does, what like comes up in therapy when you talk about going from one thing to another? Yeah. I think what's come up is just, well, maybe this is a good thing for me to have this time where I'm not in a relationship and get to just like date around and keep learning what I actually want, keep learning how I want to show up, keep learning what I want out of another person. And I think I really just gotten to this point where I'm like, I feel so good solo on my own. Like I've always been a very independent person, even in my relationships, Mm -hmm. but I think there's another chap, like another level of that, that I still have to unlock where it's like, not, 
yeah, just not seeking completeness through someone else, like finding that just within myself and really just getting comfy in it, like settling on in, not being like, okay, who's next to date for four years, but really just getting comfortable in knowing that, you know, I'm complete just as me. Um, but yeah, definitely still unpacking all of that. <laughs> and it kind of never stops too. Never. Never. <laughs> Do you, when you think about your life now as a, because I feel like when you have a partner, you're like, okay, these, these, this is our world. And then this is kind of like the end goal. And then when you reassess all those things and you get to do it solo, there's always like a difference or a shift. Is there like, what's the new, like final destination for you without considering anybody else's feelings now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there is something that something about a breakup that makes you just want to be the best version of yourself that you can. And I'm very much in that right now. Like I'm just like taking care of my body, taking care of my like cosmetic everything. Like I did like a vamp, a series of like vampire facials, like, you know, just like all that, like Lauren was literally like, why are you doing the most right now? You need to chill. And I was like, I just, cause I can. And I just want to feel like truly my best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're always well, all also doing the like most, one of the, so it's, it's also one of those things where you can't um like some certain things like sometimes I'll be like to John like I'm gonna go like do this treatment he's like what like it's so foreign <laughs> to him you know and it's kind of like a nice luxury when you're like oh you know what I'm I am gonna like poke a million holes in my face and like re rejuvenate my like skin with my youthful blood and like not have to like explain that process to someone who thinks you're like a total psychopath. Totally. Like I've been taking extra long, like everything showers where I use like every body scrub and like every oil, like just truly just taking my time, doing the most and like just feeling so good in my body. And I've realized like how much love we can like actively give ourselves like Mm -hmm. I think self-love like isn't just you know like going to get a pedicure but it's actually like holding yourself in the shower or in bed and like putting your hands on your body and being like I love you you got this you know and it's like we can all be a little more active yeah we can all be a little more active with like how we love ourselves and I've just been truly doing that like you don't need someone else to do that for you you can do that for yourself. Like you can look in the mirror and genuinely be like, you look beautiful. You're doing great. Like you got this, you know? So I a lot love of that. that you put your hands on yourself and say, I love you. We yeah, should all in be those doing moments that. when I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, in those moments when I'm feeling lonely and I'm in bed by myself, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to like give myself a hug and like, yeah, just hold myself, you know? That's really special. I, I, I would as do far as like, like kind of similar after having like I remember just having these like long showers after we brought Frankie home from the hospital and they were like this was during like the period of not really like having breaks like where she wasn't sleeping really yeah not like now where she's like sleeping through the night so this shower like you trade off and then the shower would be like your one moment and I'd like stand mm-hmm. there and I'd like hold myself and I'd be like, you just gave birth. You gave birth to a human. <laughs> like I'd give myself this like pep talk. It's probably like, kind of like similar to what you were doing. You are doing. Totally. And I'm like, you can yeah. do anything. You, a child just came out of you. Like I would just like be holding myself, telling myself this and be like, you can go back out there. Like <laughs> go back out there. <laughs> you got this. No, I'm so glad you did that too, because that was probably your only moment to just like come back to yourself and be like, okay you got this. You're going to go back out there. You're going to keep feeding that baby. You're going to survive. Um, but as far as like the final destination for myself now, I think it truly is just like wanting to be the best version of myself and just have so much gratitude for the beauty in my life that I don't need anything from anyone else. Like, and it's, it's with every aspect. Like it's like with my business, like I I'm in the process of like taking my business to the next level. Like, Like I just have so many ideas. I was in New York for two weeks just recently and just feeding off the energy of like all the creative people, all the cool people that are there that I was meeting. I I had like a whole existential crisis. I'm trying to, I'm guys, you don't know what I do to Alyssa every day. I'm like trying to get her to commit to New York in some way again. I'm like, listen, your name is Alyssa in the city. You need a presence there. (laughs) Now that I'm moving back. And we're selfishly like, yeah, we are working on it. (laughs) 
But, I think it's um, just not going to be an overnight thing. Like I built a life here and yeah, of course. I'm just trying to figure out it's, it's weird. Like the breakup just has me like reevaluating everything. I'm like, where do I really want to be? Like, there's obviously so many beautiful things about life in LA, but like New York is like my home, like in my heart, I just feel at home there. And so I'm just trying to figure out what all, that all looks like right now. I also think it's really important to not run away. And that's like, and like, I truly commend sticking it out to you because it would actually be so easy to be like, you know what, I, I'm just going to leave. And because you moved here to be with your partner, ex-partner. So it's like sometimes like the first like fight or flight, like reflex is like, okay, yeah, I'm going to like wash my hands. Exactly. Like part of me literally just wanted to be like, all right, fuck this place. I'm out. I'm done. I thought like, you would do that, by the work. way. I really just, I feel like I assumed you would do that. And so I'm pleasantly surprised. I want to ask more about, you mentioned like other self-care routines. I'm going to get into that, but on a, on a quick little ad break, we're going to take from some of our partners of the show who also are really great and a part of my self-care routine. I am so stoked to share one of the partners of the pod is Athletic Greens. Now, I know I talk about this a lot, the one thing I did when I got pregnant was quit drinking coffee. And I talk about this a lot because I'm so proud of the fact that I did this. Like if you knew me pre-Frankie, I was always that girl chugging six cups of coffee a day, looking for an energy boost. So I'm so happy to share this life hack with you guys since I found AG1 by Athletic Greens. I take my AG1 first thing in the morning, followed by my matcha. And not only have I noticed a massive difference in my mood and energy, but also in the support of my overall immune health. I never have that afternoon slump anymore. And trust me, as a mom who is functioning on limited time and sleep, that is game changing for me. Each scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients like zinc, vitamins and magnesium. It's kind of wild and so much more to give the benefits of better gut health and promote healthier hair, skin and nails. That was a really big one for me as it's really helped manage side effects of my postpartum hair loss and hormonal changes. Ladies, I know you know. We are an AG1 household so John usually takes his with his water and I do too, but I also love the taste of it with apple juice if I'm feeling like I need a sweet start to my day. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply, that's right, one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So head to athleticgreens.com unhinged. That's athleticgreens.com unhinged. Check it out. As you guys know, a reoccurring theme of this pod is my postpartum journey on coming home and coming back to feeling like myself again. You know, and let's take weight and anything physical out of the equation because for me, it's about regaining that sense of agency over my body again. And hey, you might not have had a baby and maybe you're just looking to maintain energy levels, try something new, improve your gut health, or just eat better. We are what we eat. And that's not new information. We know this, but sometimes it's hard to find time or energy. And listen, I know as a new parent, my free time right now is about squeezing in as much as I can around Frankie's schedule. That's why I love partnering with Sakara. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed, ready-to-eat meals deliver results you can see and feel. From weight management, eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash unhinged. Or you can enter code unhinged at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash unhinged to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash unhinged. 
Okay, now we're back. <laughs> what are some things you're doing right now that you're loving? You put me onto all the like experimental weirdo shit, by the way. Like Alyssa one time was like, by the way, there's this workout that you can do that's like five. It's like running a marathon and it was 20 minutes and they strap your body into all these things. I'm like, okay, I'm into this. <laughs> Yes. So EMS, by the way, is what Emirates talking about. And it is like a service that like they come to your house with this like suit that puts like electrodes on your muscles and stimulates your muscles in a way that makes a 20 minute workout equivalent to working out for like two hours. It is the most efficient thing. I'm doing that like once or twice a week right now. I'm also still a member at High Mat, which I never mm. know if I'm saying it right, but you know, the I fancy think, gym in West right. Hollywood. You love high map, huh? I love it there. And they also have massages, which I think as like a single person, even are that much more important because it's like this kind physical of touch. Like physical touch. Exactly. And so yeah. I think it's like, I always like sort of like massages, but now ever since being single, I've actually prioritized them a lot more, not only because you know, I'm active and sore and like pushing my body physically, but also just for that like physical touch aspect. It's so important. I'm such a massage person. Anna and I like you always just like once a week. Yeah. Cause I think too, like the physicality of my job, like I remember when I was in the city and I was playing like four to five gigs a week, like my shoulders and my arms, I'm just like standing like that. And like, once I got into a regular routine of massage, I realized how important, I think it's equally as important as to working out. Like I think if you work out, you need to incorporate it into your routine because it's also like kind of breaking down like all the like like old scar tissue and just like soreness so you can actually go back and like be even like leaner and stronger. And like it often, it gets like so overlooked. Definitely. And then, you know, we love Rikari Studios, which is like the lymphatic drainage machine, which I just did after getting back from New York and like just, you know, doing the most as you do in New York and just a complete body reset. That's how I would explain it. It's like the strangest little machine that basically suctions your entire body and just gets things moving. And I cannot tell you how good that felt, especially because I wasn't really working out when I was in New York because I was just enjoying myself. Um, and wasn't that wasn't really part of my trip this time, although sometimes it is, but not this time. So just Why to get everything happen? moving. Like I, I noticed it. It's like I can be on such a good health kick here. And that's one of the things I think I'll miss about living in LA is like I get to like prepare all my own food. I go to the farmer's market. I'm on, I, this is like something I really want to bring back when I move to the city. I'm like so conscious of everything I'm consuming. I don't drink. I don't do anything. And then I get into the city and I'm literally like chugging martinis and like eating french fries every day and just... But I was like that before. It goes, it's not. It all goes out the window. Why? Like it's not even like I'm in vacation mode because... I feel like when I'm in New York, I feel like I'm home. And I lived there for, you know, over 10 years. So it's like, it's not like I'm exploring the city for the first time being like, oh, like I'm on vacation. It's like, no, I just like become this like 12 year old like boy who's like parents like left for the weekend, gave them like $50 like to go to the grocery store. And I bought like all chicken fingers, you know, (laughs) like I go into like savage mode. (laughs) Absolutely. Me too. It's just something something in the air. Why? Why? What's your favorite meal? I think it's just, yeah. And the the level of socializing there is just actually absurd. Like in LA, I see the the same four or five people like week after, which like I realized actually is not a good thing because in in my two weeks in New York, I think I met more new people than I have in the last like three months in LA, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was great. But uh, what's my favorite meal in New York right now? Honestly, yeah. I went to Golden Diner. I went to Golden Diner with my family and we just got like the chicken wings and Did you do the cutlet Bloody sandwich? Mary? The, I did the cutlet salad, which is so right. good. Mm, and yeah. uh, it just hits the spot. And like the pickles, we, we love pickles in this family. So <laughs> love the pickles. Clutch. I I was like really into La Dive when we were back. I think just because the hotel was right by there. Too. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not like a brand new restaurant, um, but it's one of the newer spots that opened after we left. And I feel like French in the city can like be pretty trash because they like, they like rely on like Lucienne, for example, like love that spot. The food is bad though. 
Like the food, at least <laughs> when people are like, oh, I'm going to Lisbon for dinner, I'm like, you want to be seen. Because like, it's fun, but it's like not where you're going to go for like an exquisite meal. It's like more of a culture spot. And I feel like Love a Dive actually has really great French food. That's also totally. Kind of like La Dive is delicious. I think, yeah, it could also be argued that you're going to be seen at La Dive as well. But actually what we did was get, I think the ideal thing to do is to like do apps and snacks at La Dive and like your first couple drinks and then go somewhere else for dinner. So we did a couple friends and I did that, went to La Dive. It's like, we're sitting outside. It's gorgeous out. You get like mm-hmm. some oysters and a martini or whatever it is. And then we popped over to Corner Bar and like got some really fresh pasta um, and that was just ideal. Cause sometimes those like snacky French foods just make me want like more food afterwards. Me too. I mean, we stayed at nine orchards, so we ate corner bar a lot and it was fab. Like everything that we ate there was yum. But I also, you know, like we're going back next weekend and I kind of want to stay uptown just to like get a vibe check. Like we're looking at places you know, in the city. You know, I have to say. Yeah, up no, by Central Park right now, like this time of year up uptown at Central Park, like I highly recommend it because for my first few days, my mom was uh, visiting me in New York as well because my brother also lives there. So she came to see us and we stayed up at the Thompson Central Park and oh, we walked did? I was going to ask if you had a good hotel suggestion. Fabulous. The the one hotel, the one hotel by Central Park is also beautiful. We went and had brunch there. And so yeah, it's definitely a different vibe. Um, but it's so lovely. Even with even with Frankie, I don't know if Frankie's coming this time, but it's so lovely she to walk around the park. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. And I also think it. you get like stuck in your like, you know, your like 20 block radius, whatever. And especially with a baby, because you like always want to be close in case, you know, you need their stuff. Um but I was thinking like it would be nice because we're going to like look at apartments again. I can't believe I'm do- having to do this again. But um, and we were like, look at some of them. Like I was open to like the bottom of the park, you know, because it's like up and away from everything. But you can like walk down and you can like get anywhere downtown really fast. And but neither of us had ever lived anywhere outside pretty much downtown before. So we were like, we should just try it and see what it's like, especially like now with the weather. You should. I mean, I yeah, this time of year, I think it's so easy to just romanticize everything about New York. And then like, it's not actually the reality. But no, you guys should try it. It could be really nice. Okay, it's a nice change of taste. Listen, I plan to leave in the winter months, which we do in LA anyway. Like we usually go to a beach, like whether we're, what, whichever city we're in. And so I think, I actually kind of like that. I think it'll get us out more. Because the one thing I will say is like, in January and February, you you do make more of an effort to like get out. Whereas like here, it's like you just hang out, you know, because it's like pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I have to say, like, I thought you were insane for, I know I told you this on FaceTime the other week, but I thought you were insane for wanting to go to New York with a newborn. But once I was there and I was kind of like looking around with you in mind and kind of just taking it all in. And I saw like young moms with their like baby strapped on, like walking around, going to coffees. Like I saw this whole, I was staying in Brooklyn. I saw this whole like mom meet up in the park where they all had like their strollers and their kids were playing. And like, I just feel like it made sense to me why you want to be back there. And I could see that being really good for you and just having the ability to just go out, strap Frankie on, go do your thing and like have a community there and not feel so isolated. Yeah. You know? I we had that similar experience like when we were back last time where that week we saw more people in that week than we had in the entire year that we've had since living here and I was like I need you know I think parenting can be really isolating and so getting a community around you that can hold you down I think that's just it happens more in New York because there's more just so much more going on and everyone's like kind of on the go and that that was really important to us. And like being close by family too. Like we have John's, you know, like brother and stuff up um, in Connecticut. So it's like, those are like two of like the deciding factors. But I noticed that too, actually. And it did inspire me a lot. Cause like, I feel like here I do weigh less because it's so much more of a mission. I'm like, okay, I have to like walk down the stairs. I have to like put her in the car seat. I have to drive, I have to park. I have to take her out of the car seat. I have to put her on me. And then like, just to go through all of that to like, get a coffee or um, I don't know why I said coffee. I'm not even drinking coffee anymore to like get a matcha or like go just to the park. It's like so much, you know, like I want to just walk and I'm excited to do that. 
I want to ask about totally. Infinite and how it's going because you're always like dropping a new collab or doing a pop-up and it feels like it's on its like next big kind of world tour. So we want to know more. Yeah. I think it's always interesting in those like growth phases where you're trying to balance like the kind of growth you're doing and the building you're doing behind the scenes, but still trying to have a presence outwardly as well. And I think anyone who is an entrepreneur has a business kind of can relate to that where you're kind of like head down at your computer, like building and making and doing like the next phase of everything. And then you're like, shoot, like I actually still have to be an outward company while also building the next phase. Um, So that's kind of what I've been experiencing right now because we have been able to do um, a lot more like IRL events. We did like a small business market here in LA. We did a pop-up at my studio. We just did one last week in New York with basic space. And I love those because I think you just can't beat meeting people in person. And it's so valuable for the small brands that I work with to also have feedback on their product in person and meet and kind of cross pollinate audiences. Um, And I love, love, love to curate. Like, I think that's what I just love to do and and put these amazing brands together. Um, But at the same time, I've been behind the scenes, like building kind of phase two of the online uh, version of infinite, which is really going to be blown out into a more thorough marketplace um, in the coming months. Because I think obviously we've been focusing on the collabs for the first kind of year of doing this, which has been great. But I just, I know I can do more and I know I can offer more and I just have so much more to give um, with Infinite as a platform for discovery. And so I've been working on just expanding our offering a lot. And when I think about it, I just get super excited because for me, I know there are so few places where I can actually go and shop multiple like brands that actually excite me in one place. And I think pretty much only Essence. Like I know you're a fellow Essence like VIP. Oh, and that's like pretty much (laughs) we're not we're not allowed to we're not allowed to text each other when the sales aren't anymore. We've gone into like blackout zone. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. But like other than that, I don't feel like there's really like an online destination for me to shop the brands I want to shop. And also like a little, a slightly more accessible than the Nessence would be nice. Um, so I'm basically just working to create that. And I think also just combining my passions of like home decor and accessories and jewelry and apparel and really just having this well-rounded marketplace um, for the brands that I love and that I've supported for so many years um, is just super, super exciting. And like, we're still going to do the collaborations and I'm still super passionate about that because I actually get to create what I want with these brands. But I think just offering more so that when people are shopping or if the collab sold out in between collab drops, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. there's just more there for people to for people to discover. Well, I will say actually seeing you launch Infinite has been so inspiring. One, because you know, your general mission is to elevate these emerging designers and people who necessarily wouldn't have a platform as big as yours. And that's so commendable, especially as someone who monetizes partnering with brands, like taking a step back, being like, you know what, like I'm going to step away from the check and I'm actually going to like put my energy and effort into smaller brands who don't have the resources or budgets that like we're used to working with. And seeing you like build that has been such a beautiful process and made me really appreciate your tagline of like, you know, finite quantities on like infinite like opportunities and like good quality things. Cause it's like, especially in our industry, I think we get so saturated with like getting 20 packages a day that you like forget what goes into like creating and producing something. And then when I watch you go through the whole collaboration process and shooting everything, listing everything, shipping everything, marketing everything. I'm like, whoa, like it makes me, I'm so selective now, even with gifting. Like I won't take anything that I know I won't share online. And I've been saying no a lot lately just because I'm like kind of in this mindset of now that I've like seen the flip side of it, I'm like, I don't, if there's an off chance that like I won't post this immediately or wear it immediately, I don't want to take it because I know what it costs. Absolutely. Like small designers and like brands. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. Like, I think honestly, just being in New York recently, I had to take a pause and be like, actually, if I had stayed in New York, I don't know that I would even have launched Infinite, which is crazy to say, because I just think LA living here gives you a certain like space that you need to actually put your head down and get shit done. Because in New York, you could have like two weeks could go by and you maybe didn't even like touch your laptop. I mean, as a freelancer with, with, 
the way that we work, obviously, it's a little bit different. But must it's be just so like, nice to have a laptop, everybody. I just want to go on the record to say that Delta has now had all my stuff in hostage for four days. I was so late to this recording because I don't have any of my things, and um, I'm just putting this message out into the universe that hopefully somebody calls me back with my bag because I am without nothing. Sorry, can I? I agree though. Like, I definitely think LA is more conducive to getting shit done for sure. I really hope your laptop turns up. But yeah, I just think that um, I just don't know if I even would have had the the space, the time and the space and the energy to see this through if I was in New York, because you're constantly like, go, go, go. You're running all over town. You're meeting people, you know, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's something to be said for like being outside a little less and like just yeah, actually totally. being able to see, see through your ideas. But I do think also you can change, like now when I'm back in New York, I still do the go, 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 but moving and living in LA has made me move so differently. And I don't think that's going to change. I think actually it'll cement it even more, especially now having a kid, you know, it's like your energy can, your time and energy can only go so far before it starts like depleting from the aspects of your life that it really needs to be in. And that's why I'm almost excited to like kind of look at different, um, neighborhoods to live in because I feel like downtown was such a trap for like I spent 10 years of my life just like being downtown and like going from like place to place and thing to thing and like stepping at my door not returning home till like three in the morning and being like whoa where did the night go which which when I was like young and had like the luxury of time I was like I'm so glad I did it that way but now I'm like okay I can't get sucked into that again and yeah I think like you would I feel like that mindset now, like the now that you've like developed it, you can take it anywhere. Totally, which is great. And I'm really interested to see where you guys end up because um, I spent some, I spent like a week in bed while I was in New York and I have um, some friends that are starting to like, yeah, just build their lives in those areas and, and deeper into Brooklyn. And they have like beautiful spaces, beautiful communities. And I think there's just so much more to New York than the Lower East Side, you know? No, totally. And also it's actually so different to what we even remember it because now when I like walk around down there, I'm like, whoa, I'm so out of, not out of place, but I'm like, I don't want to live. Like I actually don't want to live here anymore. You know, it's like not, I don't want to walk out into this. Like, do I want to come down here for dinner and like have a bite and have a drink with friends and bounce? Yeah. But I don't want to wake up in the morning and walk into it. Um, which is like, so interesting because I definitely had that like Miranda Steve moment where John was like Brooklyn and I was like no I'm a Manhattan girl I'm never gonna leave Manhattan um like standing on my soapbox and then when I really started to look and I think a couple of episodes back I even said like I'm not moving to Brooklyn um and now I'm like looking actually at like the places and comparing I'm like I don't want to be like downtown in Manhattan, which is watch like we'll find a spot downtown Manhattan. But um, after saying this, like that's just like Murphy's Law. But I'm looking at all these neighborhoods I never really spent that much time in. Like I'm really into Fort Greene right now. I love Clinton Hill, Cobble Hill. I'm like loving all those like neighborhoods by the park. So I'm also curious as to where we're going to end up because I never, ever, ever thought I'd be that girl. And here we are where I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to be somewhere totally new. And I'm excited by that. Um, On that note, before we wrap and say goodbye to you, well, they're going to say goodbye to you and I'm just going to keep harassing you offline. What can we support and what do you have coming up that we can get the unhinged hive behind? Yeah, no. So up and coming in the next few months, we'll be launching Infinite into a full-fledged marketplace where you can shop all my favorite brands across home decor, accessories, jewelry, everything from like candles and blankets to like clothing, apparel and accessories and hats. Um, So I'm really, really excited to just make my own kind of dream shopping destination. And if you guys want to stay in the know, you can sign up for our email list on our website, shopinfinite.com or follow us on Instagram at shopinfinite and just stay tuned for a lot more coming your way on that front very soon. And I'm really excited about that. Also, um, another project I'm working on is actually planning trips to go on with all of you guys. So I'm super excited about that. The first one's going to be to Copenhagen. It's looking like it might be spring 2024. Um, so I'm curating every inch of the trip from like where we're shopping, where we're eating, what we're sightseeing. 
Um, and even kind of giving you guys some access into like the contacts that I have, going to some showrooms, maybe lunch with a couple of designers, that kind of thing. Wait, that is so sick, Alyssa. I love that. Yeah. It's going to be like the ultimate fashion insider's trip to Copenhagen. And this is just the first, hopefully, of many. And I'm really excited to kind of flex my travel muscle and be able to just explore some really cool cities with you guys. So stay tuned for all of that. And the queen of solo travel, I crown you, truly. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. So guys, please, if you have any curiosity into the fabulous life of Alyssa, which by the way, I know everybody has access to text you and say, can I wear this? Does this make me look like a psychopath? Um, I highly recommend you follow along on this project and you won't have a better time than with Fashion Diva herself. That's so <laughs> rad. That's such a great idea. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. It's like, you know, people have done retreats, right? Like yoga retreats, leadership not, retreats, not that like kind of thing. But way, like, where it's like, exactly. people, like visit a showroom and like, Exactly. Like kind of like a little like trip into your life almost, but in a different city, destination city. Exactly. Back. I know. I'm so excited Love. about it. I've been seeing you like tease it out online, but I didn't really know like the full scope of it. That's so sick. Wow. Thanks. Eat, pray, love. We love this breakup glow up. Good for you. Yep. Eat, pray, loving it all the way. All I'm the so way. proud of you. And we do love also Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert on Seizing Your Life if you want a book recommendation. I've read it again on the plane back and I was like, this is such a good book. And the more I read it, the more information I get from it. And I've read it like 30 times now. I think I need to read it again soon. I'm definitely due for, for you should. On that one. You should, especially now in your new journey, I think. Like you definitely right. need to. Because I also like when I read it in like different places in my life, because I always do this with nonfiction, different bits of like information will resonate differently. 100%. Okay. On that note, we're going to actually get a full scope of Alyssa's recommendations and include it in the episode description. So don't forget to head there and get all the codes, fab promos and Alyssa's little mini guide. And we will see you guys next time. Ciao for now. Bye.